Dr. Emily Funk Reynolds, and you are listening to the Confessions of a Young Doctor podcast, where we are striving for a balance at work and at home so that we can be the best for our patients, our family, and most importantly, for ourselves. According to new data from the American Dental Association Health Policy Institute, the percentage of younger dentists who own a practice has sharply decreased over the past decade and a half. As of 2021, fewer than 1 in 10 dentists under the age of 30 were practice owners, as compared with 2005 when more than half of dentists aged 30 to 34 were owners of their practices. Practice ownership among dentists in private practice has been declining over the years, dropping from 84.7% in 2005 to just 73% in 2021. Female dentists continue to make up a larger and larger part of the total dentists in the workforce, but are way less likely to own their own practices. So, in 2005, 68.1% of female dentists were owners and 88.5% of male dentists. Now, only 59.6% of female dentists in private practice are owners and 80.3% of male dentists are owners. While it makes me happy to see that more women are becoming dentists, it doesn't make me so happy to see that more and more young doctors are working for DSOs or have no plans of becoming owners. And now there's a multitude of factors as to why people aren't opening their own practices. Student loan debt is out of control. A lot of us have a severe lack of business experience or exposure. And dentistry as a whole is moving towards industry consolidation. Women also in general tend to be more part-time workers or leave the workforce early as they start their families. So with more women becoming dentists, this trend follows. I could spend a whole nother episode talking about where this trend is coming from, the reasons for it, and give commentary on it, but that's not the purpose of today. I wanted to address anybody who has maybe considered opening our own practice. Maybe you thought about it, but aren't sure if it's right for you or it seems like too much. So I wanted to present some things to think about to see if practice ownership is right for you. I want to preface this discussion by saying that practice ownership is not for everybody. And if you are not interested in opening a practice, that is totally okay. As long as you are happy with your current situation, or if you're not, you can find a situation that does make you happy, even if it's not owning your own practice. Just because opening a practice was right for me doesn't mean that it will be the answer for everybody. So either after this episode today, I think you will be reaffirmed in your consideration to open a practice or you might realize that hey it's really not the right path for you and I think knowing that is super important and valuable no matter what. So with that aside let's get into some factors that might let you know that starting a practice is right for you. 
I'm going to go over four key things that I think could be a good indication that you're ready to start your own practice. Okay, so number one, you like your work, but not your job. It's super important that you like your practice. And when I say practice, I mean actually doing the procedures that you're doing on a daily basis, even if you don't necessarily like the environment that you are currently working in. You don't have to enjoy every second of it. Maybe there are certain procedures that you like better and some that you absolutely hate, and that's okay as long as you enjoy the actual work. So for me, I love moving teeth and I really enjoyed orthodontics and interacting with patients, but I often found myself frustrated a lot with the institutional policies and procedures that I had to deal with and fit into while I was in residency. And if you know my story, you know that I decided while in residency that I wanted to open my own practice. Maybe you're out of residency and you are practicing for someone else, whether that's in a corporate situation or as an associate, but you want to make sure that the reason that you are maybe unhappy in your current situation is just because of the way in which you're forced to practice or the constraints or the people that you're around and that it's not that you hate actually being a doctor in whatever field that you're in. Because if you actually don't like your work, then you are <laughs> not going to be happy doing it for yourself. So really get clear that in any of the ways that you are currently unhappy, it's because of other factors other than your work, your field, your practice itself. If you realize that you actually hate dentistry, then maybe you should look for a career change or to do something different maybe within the field that's not practicing maybe you should pursue academia or some other type of career within the profession that will make you more fulfilled and happier you don't necessarily have to be a practice owner but maybe it's a good indication that a career change would be indicated for you. A lot of times we don't necessarily know how we're gonna like something until we start doing it and unfortunately you have to go through lots of years of school and blood, sweat, and tears to become a doctor. So we sometimes feel like we should just do it anyway because we've invested so much time and energy. So that's a conversation for another day but I would say if you're unhappy, think about why, think about what it is that you don't like, and if it's not the actual patient care, the procedures, then it could be a good first tip that you should maybe open your own practice. Okay, so number two, you have an idea for something that would set your practice apart. No one should open a business with the goal of it being average. Wanting to open a practice for the money definitely isn't enough or a valid reason. There are tons of ways that you can make 
really good money as an associate. And if that's your only driver for opening a practice, then you won't succeed. When you're at work or in your current situation, do you find yourself thinking, if only we could do XYZ, it would make things so much better for me, the team and the patients? Do you see other peer doctors doing things that you just totally don't agree with? Or is your boss forcing you to practice in a certain way that you know is maybe not the best or the most efficient way of doing things? It's super important that you have this kind of motivation for what you want your practice to look like and what would be that kind of X factor for your practice. I think in order to feel really passionate about your practice, which I think is a non-negotiable to get you through those tougher days, you need to have something in mind to set your future practice apart. So for me, that thing was just high quality service and personalized care. I really think the little touches with patients and in my case, their parents go a long way. And I have totally set my practice around that and built my practice around that. And the feedback that we've gotten from parents in that respect has just been amazing. So doing the little things to show our patients that we care, building a personal relationship with them, and just treating them like humans instead of just a number has been huge. And that's really what I set out to do when I wanted to open my practice. Um, But that doesn't have to be your thing. Maybe you want to open a practice that is super cutting edge in terms of technology. You want to have all of the latest and greatest stuff, always be offering your patients new things, or maybe your practice is circled around convenience. Maybe you do a lot of televisits or virtual visits. You offer a lot of things that the patients can do remotely from home. Whatever the angle is, I think you need to have something. Because of the industry pressures today, there's too much of just your average practice that it's going to be hard for you to survive in this corporate environment if you don't have something that differentiates you. And it doesn't have to be crazy but it has to be something that you feel passionate about because that is going to help to fuel you and it's also going to help set you apart and be a differentiator so if in your current situation you find yourself throughout the day being like well if i were in charge this is how i would do things or The patients would respond so much better if we did blah, blah, blah. Whatever it is, there just has to be something that you want to 
fix or change from your current situation or have an idea for. You don't have to have all the details ironed out, but I think in order to really have a practice that succeeds, you need a little bit of a cutting edge. Are you interested in starting your own practice but have no idea where to start? Does the thought of contracts, entity formation, demographics, staffing, marketing, equipment overwhelm you beyond belief? Well, don't worry. You're not alone. The process of opening a practice is a long one. But there's just one thing you must do first before you even consider any of those nitty-gritty steps. Develop a strong practice vision. Having a vision for your future practice provides a guiding light to get you to your goal. And the best part, it's completely free, requires absolutely no contact with any contractors, real estate agents, or bankers. If you're even considering starting a practice, you need to start with your vision. I've developed a quick start guide to help you get the wheels in motion. Click the link in the show notes to download my free guide to developing your practice vision. I'm so excited for you to take this first step. So pause the episode here, download the guide, and start building your dream. Okay, point number three. You have to have a plan for how. My mom would always say to me when I was younger, fail to plan, plan to fail. This is super important when it comes to opening up a practice. There is going to be a time where you are not making a lot of money. So you need to be able to support yourself, whether that's through a spouse, a part-time job, you set away savings, whatever it may be. You need to think ahead because especially if you're doing a startup practice, the beginning part, you don't actually turn over a profit. I am a year into my startup and I still have not paid myself at all. In my case, I knew that was going to happen, so I had a part-time job as an associate in another practice where I work as an independent contractor, and I am still there now, hopefully not for too much longer, but that was always my plan. Now, the process of setting up a practice is time-consuming, and it will easily take a year. So you need to keep that in mind in your planning. You need to have a way to fit this into your current lifestyle. Are you gonna be able to have meetings with suppliers, contractors, brokers, all of that with your current schedule? If not, then it might mean that you need to cut back your hours a little bit in your current position or just get really good about how you manage your time and structure your schedule differently to be able to do all of this. But like I said, it's easily going to take a year. So don't just quit your job and say, I'm going to open a practice um, because you want to use all that lead time to keep making money if you can and maybe you're even going to continue working somewhere else like me when your practice opens so just keep in mind that you need to have an idea of how you're going to manage your expenses and keep things 
going in the direction that you want. Now, be careful. Don't use this as an excuse to not get started. You can definitely still make progress even if you have another job. I did all of the planning for my practice while I was in residency and it just wasn't an option for me to cut hours or anything like that. So I took a lot of meetings during my lunch break and in the evenings on my commute home. If I can make it work, you can make it work. I just had to get really efficient in how I spent my time and how I planned my days. So again, plan, plan, plan. And honestly, I think this can be the thing that scares people a little bit. Um, For a lot of us, the idea of working hard and not making money can be a little off-putting. And also, if you have a family to support, it can be unnerving. But a little tip that I have for that, whenever I am unsure about doing anything or taking a risk... I always think, okay, what is my option if it doesn't work out? And realistically, if you start down this road towards opening a practice and you decide that it's not for you, you can't make it work, whatever, things don't pan out for any reason, your fallback career is being a doctor, which compared to most other people that would want to start some kind of entrepreneurial business is a pretty big fallback career. You can still make easily six figures just by going back to the career that you're already doing. That is huge. This is like the one time where all of that effort and time that you put into your education and residency is paying off because most other people who have typical nine to five jobs, even white collar jobs, don't have that luxury. So keep that in the back of your head that you're still going to be okay, even if this doesn't work out. It's not like no office is going to hire you in the future because you say you tried to start your own practice and realize that it wasn't for you. Nobody is going to care. Okay, and now for the fourth and perhaps most important factor. You have to have support. This is huge and honestly, probably often overlooked. This process is incredibly hard. There will be many late nights and probably some tears. I can tell you from experience, there are going to be days where you wonder if you made the right decision in pursuing this dream. Practice ownership is not for the faint of heart. You 100,000% need to have people that you can lean on or that you can ask for advice. Now, I am very lucky to have my husband as a great support system along with my family, but you don't need to have a significant other. It could be friends, peers, or an online community, maybe a mentor of somebody that you know who is just 
a few years ahead of you that you can lean on. You just need to have someone that you can talk to, that you can bounce ideas off of, and someone to help you stay sane on those days where you are second-guessing yourself. I am happy to help you in whatever way that I can. If you follow along on Instagram at dr.confessions, you can see what I'm up to. I share a lot about the ups and the downs to make you feel less alone. And you can definitely send me a message or reach out to me. I would be happy to help in whatever way I can. But I do think that you need to have someone close to you that you can lean on. And if you don't, have any of those people, then try to find them. Try to find someone, like I said, who has maybe opened a practice near you that you know that you can ask questions to and rely on. And even if it's not somebody that knows anything about your given field, you can still have moral support from a good friend or a family member, but I cannot stress enough how important it is to have a solid support system throughout this process because there will be days where you literally just need a shoulder to cry on and someone to tell you that it's all going to be okay and you can do it. So do not, do not overlook this essential component Find somebody that can be your rock. So, in summary, all the things that you need if you are wondering if practice ownership would be right for you, you want to see if you, one, like your work and practice, but not your current job or situation. Two, you have an idea for something that would set your practice apart, that would make you different, that gets you excited. Three, you have a plan for how you can make this transition and what the next year or two would look like when you're starting that practice. And four, finally, you have a support system. And there you have it. If all of these sound like you, then you could be an ideal practice owner. So start setting yourself up to take those steps to move forward. If you guys enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me if you would subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review, and share it with a friend. That helps us to grow and helps to spread the word to as many young doctors as possible and help them move towards achieving their best lives, both personally and professionally. If you think that you want to pursue the next steps, don't forget to visit the link in the show's bio and download my free vision guide to help you get started. All right, guys, that's going to do it for this week. I hope you have a great one and I will catch y'all in the next one. Bye, guys.